The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. straight from the mouths of madness i'm one of the hosts lowdown with me as always is f you honor what's up bitches what's up bitch you want to have some fun want to have some vicious fun it sounds better because <laughs> <laughs> tonight on the chopping block we have 2020's vicious fun now all right this movie set in the 80s so okay i don't know when it's gonna come about but there is gonna be a certain time where i'm gonna get tired of all the 80s contacts. of all that setting things in the 80s because i feel like people are doing it now just because they know they're going to have people that are in just for that and then they might like the movie but I, at a minimum they're going to get an initial influx because it, it's 80s themed well here's right? the other thing is i think certain movies they take place in the 80s to take away the convenience of cell phones the convenience of the internet well, the budget drops significantly well no 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 but i'm just saying for the stories like, why, why didn't they just grab a cell phone and do this? Why didn't they just look it up on the internet? So I feel like some of these, in order to make the storyline passable, they, they play to the 80s. So. You still do that in the 90s, though. You can, but I think it's just the easy, like, and then you just throw in nostalgic yeah. music on top of whatever. like. Mm. So, But I, I feel like that's almost one of those kind of appealing things, too, with it. Because, yeah, there is a lot of movie horror movies that have come out that are like, this takes place in the 80s. And you're like, all right, okay. About like, the 70s. What's up? Yeah. The 70s get fucked over. I don't know. 70s had some... You could do 70s. Now, if someone did a movie... Uh, you, know, you know who's taking over that, though? It's Rob Zombie. All of his, he, he's, he's taking over the... Let's place it in the 70s. And this in the 70s. Because he always wants to play, like, you know, Grand Funk Railroad or whatever. So... I hate you. <laughs> but it's true. Did you see? They're, they're, they're building the entire neighborhood for the monsters. Not just like oh, the house, not, no, not just the house. They're building the entire neighborhood, so these, you see all these normal rich ass houses, and then the monsters' house. So there's going to be an entire neighborhood. And you, he, he, he posted on money. Instagram that there's a giant vacant, like huge, I don't know how many acres area that's flat, and they're just building this neighborhood <sighs> in that. I'm sorry, like I really want to watch this because the monsters, like I just but, wish Rob Zombie go back to the basics. Look, he had Devil's Rejects. This isn't going to be hard, so we can. Leave, all right, this is saying, different. Yeah. This isn't going to be hard. This is going to be the monsters. So I feel like if he if he take the let's be over the top out of it that Rob Zombie had for his really shitty horror movies like Thirty One and Lords of Salem and, uh, <laughs> and most everything and uh, yeah yeah but and he just has to focus on being like goofy and I still don't trust it. Uh, I, I look at this the same way as Tim Burton doing Dark Shadows, like Tim Burton back in the day. No, that is not the same hold thing. Hold on, hold on. Tim oh. Burton, Tim Burton back in the day. Like, oh, yeah, fucking Dark Shadows, like this gothy fucking show. Yeah. Gothy drama. Nothing Tim Burton screams drama after, like, Edward Scissorhands. Well, yeah, because he sucks now. (laughs) So, okay, if you're saying that era... a la Rob Zombie, I don't trust him. If you're saying that era Burton, like, Edward Scissorhands, maybe. Yeah. Yes. But you didn't get that. You got fucking post Play of the Apes, post, you know, Chocolate Factory. Same actor, though. I mean... Uh, 
Mm. But I'm just saying. Anyway, we're, we're not deterring. Getting, we're, we're getting Rob Zombie post we're all de- the shit. We're stuff. deterring from the movie because <laughs> I brought up bitching about '80s. Fl- anyway, right. so the movie's set in the '80s. You got this kid who's an aspiring filmmaker. Which okay, I get that shit right. Like he wants. He's he, you know. All right, that motherfucker saying nice after every idea he has when he records it on his fucking little tape recorder. Yeah, I wanted to punch him. <laughs> All right, they described him as a loser later on in the movie, and he was like, huh? And I'm like, no, dude, totally. Like, you fit. <laughs> but they set him up to be that way. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know. But he's, he'll be like, the blah, blah, blah sets on the blah, blah. Nice. I'm like, nice. shut up. <laughs> no, so this dude, he goes to interview a filmmaker. He bitches at him about, like, all his movies are slow stalkers because he's stuck in the 70s from Halloween. And, like, that's pretty much, he's just giving this director shit. And the director's like, oh, but you smart guy. And he brings up his idea for taxi drivers yeah, being a killer, right? And you're like, uh-huh. And Rachel called that shit. When the, when the interview ended abruptly because the, the director was pissed, um, he, and, the, and the, our main character walks out, Rachel's like, he just stole his movie idea. And I'm yep. like, what? I'm like, no, he, he just stole his movie idea. I'm like, okay. And anyway, you see the guy goes home. He's got a roommate, really, really hot chick. Which of course he's in love with. Uh-huh, well, yeah, I know. well, his idea of love, he's infatuated with. He's well, obsessed with a really hot as, chick. As in every '80s movie, you exactly. Know, the best friend, but he's in love with her. Yeah, like I was waiting for a Cure song to play, dude. It was disgusting. Much, yeah. It was terrible. So you find that out. So this dude's really in a pathetic slump. But he follows his roommate's date to a bar. Well, because he, he he drops her. Her date shows up, drops her off douchebag levels off the charts uh, like this guy's 80s douchebag like he's the bad guy in the whatever ski movie you would have just think that dude that's this guy alright mm. he just looks like total douchebag mm-hmm. so our main protagonist is like oh this dude seems fucking like he sees he spots the wedding ring that's right yeah. and he's like and he's like alright you know what fuck this her friend gets dropped off he takes that taxi and he's like the classic Follow that car. And who? what taxi driver does that? I want to do that sometime, though, man. Seriously. <sighs> I want to get a taxi and just pick out a car. That's up you mean an go, Uber? Follow that car, yeah. You mean an Uber? No, no, no. Taxi. You know taxis are gone in Richmond, right? For well, the most part. Yes, but if I go to a big city, there's still a few fledging like like taxi <laughs> companies. I just want to get a one and literally just pick out a random car up ahead and go, follow that car and see if that actually works. The guy's like... Dude, it doesn't work that way, man. Like, I'm not helping a stalker, motherfucker. And, you know, something realistic. But no, every movie, the tax driver's like, all right, and just puts the thing down, just follows the car in front of him. Mm hmm. So, ends up at the bar, and he makes his grand interest with this, like, fucking cold wave 80s song, which, okay, the soundtrack's awesome. I really yeah. dug a lot of that music. And he sits down, talks to him, finds out the guy's not married. He's a real estate agent, and he uses the ring to kind of. Seal the deal? Yeah. I guess. And he was pretty much talking about dude's uh, roommate. He's like, yeah, you know, like, this works on the lady. She was a talker, and, like, you know, we talked about, like, the date and how you just, like, got hit from her, and, uh, you know, how, like, she's a big talker. He kept talking about her loser roommate and all this other shit. And then the dude proceeds to get shithouse because that douche nozzle f- pretended to be his friend and left him with the bill. Yeah. Which was... Well, yeah, it was uh, fucked up because, yeah, he's like, he's like, you know what? I got your next drink, and then... Walks out and throws it on the fucking our dude. I mean, like, yeah. So just, the, the bartender was in something. The bartender was in something. Yeah, I know that actor from somewhere, right? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I know his. Fa- I knew his face. He's he's in something. Now we did forget actually the cold open of the movie 
before oh, we even get oh, to our news, shit, yeah. is we get to this a, a dude, traveling salesman, tra traveling salesman, who's packing a suitcase full of fucking knives and torture devices, and offers a chick a ride. Yeah, and and you get that setup where he gets in the station wagon, and he looks, he looks, you know, sketchy. He looks creepy and sketchy as a motherfucker. But he sees a chick uh, at the phone booth, and you're like, oh shit, we're about to see his fucking first kill, and. She comes out of the phone booth, walks over there. And he, he locks the car. Yeah, he offers her a ride, and then locks the car, and then looks at her with that creepy fucking smile, and you're like, oh, shit. But th this is where this movie's like, don't don't just assume, because she fucking pulls out knife and fucking... Not just any knife. A fucking butterfly knife, because yep. 80s. Flings that bitch open, stabs him through the bottom of the jaw. Yeah, stabs the shit out of him. And then repeatedly stabs him in the gut. And I, I appreciate that, because it was setting you up like, oh, okay, this guy's obviously going to killed this chick and no 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 she fucking killed him exactly so, so move on your main character's getting shit housed at this bar gets so shit housed he <laughs> starts stumbling to the go to the bathroom fucking bumps vomits into a, bumps into a chick at a, at a phone booth and it's a chick that just killed homeboy yeah who tried to kill her and then she goes she walks away annoyed because he bumped into her and then he pukes all over the fucking phone like <laughs> so after gross. making a drunk call to his roommate yeah, where and he then, almost confessed his love, almost, almost, but didn't do it. And then he stumbles into what he thinks is the bathroom, it's a closet, and passes out. Now, when he wakes up, the bar has been cleared, but he hears voices. He walks out, and he sees they're in a circle, like a little support group, <laughs> and you've got the chick, and then you've got a group of... Three, three four more Three people. dudes. Yeah. And then, well, four dudes, one of the four being the leader, who is played by none other than David Koshner. Yeah. Did I pronounce his last name right? Uh, Kegner, I think. Kegner? Yeah. Anyway, Anchorman. Just, just say whammy. Yeah. whammy. 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 Dude. And at first, Cheap you thrills. Know. Cheap, I thought, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this cheap is cheap thrills. thrills. Come on, man. Because like, But at first, you know, I'm not really sure that. what they're talking about. He's like, you know, it's a struggle every day and stuff like that. And then they start talking and they start revealing more. He's like, you know, I, you know, I, I find just, you know, getting rid of the bodies to be, you know, a, kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. And you get more and more and you realize, oh, shit. All these motherfuckers are serial killers. And what I love is you have the different types of serial killers. You different have different types of serial killers, but you also have different types of horror genres. Yeah. If you look at it, it's like you get the different big types of horror You've got the slasher, yeah, the big motherfucker Mike, who is an actor that I've seen in a bunch of stuff. Um, you would recognize, yeah, he's just a big, big motherfucker, yeah. But he's all about, like, you know, when you're running onto a camp or a sorority house and just putting on a mask and a machete and just hacking away at fuckers. And then you've got the dude, the, the chef who's like the cannibal, who's got that lector persona, yeah. right? And then you've got Koshner, who's military-led, who's like, he's killing for, kill, he's kill killing a, for village, a job. Yeah, I had to kill a village of kids that was fucked up. Like, yeah, he's a killer, but he's being paid for it yeah. to do it by the government. And he's very chummy, and you tell he likes his job. He likes, he likes, yeah. kill, he likes killing people. And then you've got Dude, who played uh, Three Fingers in Wrong Turn, yep. as the as a, uh, accountant. Yeah. Who likes well, to torture his fucking well, victims. It, it was interesting with him because he's very, like, you know, calculated in the way he's talking about it. He's like, he's like you know, you, you, I sedate them. I let them slowly feel the pain. And goes through all this stuff. And you're like, oh, he's one of those. But then later on, they throw you for a loop. He's like, and I like to dress like a clown. You're like, wait, what? And yeah. you're like, <laughs> and you're like I, I assumed you were, like, Lecter style. But you're, like, more John Wayne Gacy style. Mm -hmm. Like, and that threw me because I was like, what's with the clown stuff, dude? <laughs> so... They, basically, when he walks out, they they think, they ask him, uh, you know, uh, this is Philip. you got to be Philip, right? So, F Philip is somebody who was supposed to show up who was another serial killer. And there's one more empty chair. And so, 
but this dude sits down and he tells stories like you know like he's Philip. He listens to all them tell their stories. He, for his kill, po- <laughs> points out the fact that he was a taxi driver. Yeah, he's was, trying to sell his movie. Which is funny because yeah, the whole selling point he had to this director early earlier in the movie, he's just like he's like, so how do you do it? How how do you how do you kill your victim? He's taxi like, driver. Taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and he was he was so proud of himself. He's just like, I get to do it. He's and it and that's where he's like, I can do this. I can I can get away with what I was already trying to sell this director on. I'll just make this my actual story. I'm a taxi driver, and nobody remembers what a taxi driver looks like. Exactly. And I take them. I pick them up. I know where they live. They never even suspect a thing. Exactly. And then they keep telling the stories, and then they get ready to take a break, and then in pops the last missing guest, and it's the dude who it's took the his douche nozzle. Yeah, it's the douche it's... nozzle. And he points out all the flaws to being a taxi driver and a serial killer. And we find out that he's more of the lector of the group. Yeah, because he's a sociopath. He's yeah, the one but that... he's got like a genius IQ and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, okay, couple problems. A, how do you not get tracked if you have their address? How do you do this? How do you do this? And throws out reasonable stuff that once you hear this guy's story, you're like, yeah, I guess that wouldn't make any sense. And then everybody else in the circle is like, wait a second. That is true. How the fuck would you do all that? Yeah. And this is where our guy... And then, you've, and then the cool, so the cool thing is, they all start going after him, and you think David is going to last, Whammy is going to last through the whole movie. Nope. He is the first fucking kill, <laughs> the first fucking kill after the credits. Yep. And, and they fucking, like, gut his ass. And then... Because I mean, you learn, like, yeah, because they're, they're, they start having kind of a power struggle. And he's like, they're like, who put you in charge? He's like, I fucking put myself in charge. Y'all all follow me. And they're like, nope. And then you get him getting killed by all the different serial killers in their own specific ways. So you had the dude with yeah. the... Oh, yeah, they stab him in the eye. The yeah. clown guy stabs him in the eye. And fucking <laughs> the machete dude, like, doesn't he, like, chop him? I don't know. He chops him or something. Yeah. There's all these random ways to kill him. And then after that, they're still going after our main character, and this is where you see the chick who did the first initial kill to the to the creepy salesman takes him and takes him into the kitchen and like barricades the door. And then you find out that she is actually there to kill all the other serial killers. Yeah, because there was a but they never tell you why. Well, there was a slight mention at of the beginning Utah. of the meeting where they're like, "We're not gonna have another Utah on our hands," because you saw they're a little nervous and come to find out that there was another serial killer meeting in Utah. And all those motherfuckers got killed. Like, we don't talk, we don't mention Utah yeah. unless we have ourselves a Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't find out this chick is fucking badass. And her whole thing is she she hunts down these these serial killers. Mm, so, she's like yeah. a Dexter, kind of. Yeah, I, I would. I would I, yeah. Perfect, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. Now, I will say, that moving forward in the movie, it, it insanity ensues. Uh, so some of the key points are you find that the, her first kill, Phil... She hid him in the freezer of the restaurant, and then he uses and, and, and then pulls him out of the freezer because he's been gutted after how many times she stabbed him. Yeah, uses his guts to kill the chef, Which is awesome. who's a cannibal. Yeah, like I mean, there's so there's so many different scenes of how they slowly kill all these killers. And what's great is so they're trapped at this restaurant. Eventually, the lector of the group, the douchebag, decides to call the cops, get the cops to show up there. Pin the so the dead bodies that are there already on our main dude and that chick, and so it kind of stops for us. The movie kind of halts for a second where the cops show up, but then you get these two detectives. No, no, wait, no, no, no. The the main character called the cops, not the sociopath. 
I thought it was our. I, no, the main dude called the cops in the when they're hiding in the kitchen, and then the, the, our main sociopath, the electric guy, turned around and was like, "Oh, so you want to play it that way, huh?" And he calls the cops back after he called the cops. That's and said, right. Hey, okay. there's a killer. Blah blah. Yeah. But no, our main our main dude, the loser, is the one who initially called the cops. Because remember, the chick's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" The cops yeah. are showing up. Which would we no, all no, no, no. call the cops? No, no, no. He didn't call the cops. He pulled the fire alarm. That's, That's right. what it was. Yeah. Which immediately alerts the authorities. That's what it was. But you get these two detectives that both have mustaches, oh, are God. both the most generic 80s, like... Remember, he, he, he tried to pull his talk. gun out? We can stay here all night if you don't want to talk, you know, like... The one tried to pull his gun out, and he just like, couldn't get it out, and then I forget how it how the uh, altercation ended, but he's like, man, I almost shot you, man. It's like, dude, I, was literally, I literally verbally said, you couldn't even get your gun out of the holster. How are you going to fucking shoot yeah. anybody? These are some I was already enjoying cops. this, but I think when they get to the police station is where it really starts to take off. Because you get douchebag Lecter, who literally shows comes up as a in, lawyer. Sh- well, he, no, he shows up as another cop because he's investigating. Oh, that's right. And that's right. literally flashes a fake ass badge that our you know great detectives don't pick up on at all. And so he's in there literally like taunting our dude and the the, the chick like. And they know, like, that's the fucking circular, but these detectives are like, shut the fuck up, you know, we're listening to you. And, like, pretty much just set up where then the other, the clown, circular, and the fucking he was super... Jason-ish one. The Jason-ish one was lame as fuck. But the, the clown one was creepy as shit. Because he's, like, hiding behind doors, like, just being eerie as fuck. And that's what I'm saying, is we get to see each of them kill... Uh, off- Top cops or detectives in there because of course the police station has the two detective or I guess three detectives everyone was busy down at the restaurant yeah because you know that's how that so works you see the clown dude kill somebody and his way's fucking crazy because he no, he hits you with a uh, injection that completely paralyzes you and then he just tortures the fuck out of you yeah and that so, was creepy you that know? was fucking at least creepy. the Jason motherfucker like you know just Hacks you right there. Well, he got there. it good though. He got it. He wears so he, this guy's mask is a welding mask. Of course, it's fucking because they're out of mask. masks, dude. That's yeah. it. And he just stabs him through the eyelet of the welding mask. I was like, all right, all right okay, <laughs> all right. But then from there, so we lose, we lose the clown guy, and we lose the mich- and we lose Mike. Yeah, we already lost the cannibal chef. Yeah, and and military m- murderer. So we're left with literally the main sociopath, douchebag Lecter. Yeah, yeah. And then they go to the hospital, and then that he fucking gets in. No, they, didn't they hit him with a car? So he's like limping and yeah. shit. Yeah, they fucked they him fucking up. Hit him up with they the fucked car. him up a couple times. They stab him. They hit him. But again, he just won't go down like the other ones do. So. Fucking crazy. So they hit him with a car. They think he's done. They go to the hospital. They're in diff- they're they're in the rooms. They're healing. And no, one of them's in the waiting room. One of them didn't get fucked yeah. up. Yeah, our our main dudes in the waiting main, room. He sees she, bloody fruit prints. She yeah. got fucked up because like. She got stabbed like a fuck ton. Like, That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And like. So they, they think, yeah, she's literally on. It, like, it's weird. You think she's pretty much just about to die. They've got her. They do quick surgery and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, well, she's a sitting duck now. Mm. And that's when we get, you know, douchebag. Douchebag. You see, do, you, uh, our main character sees footprints going into like a closet. And he follows him and he sees like the bag. The, the the psycho the electric guy has a bag yep. that he uses, and he fucking <laughs> then and like when you then you pass to a scene of seeing him in a fucking gown and a and a mask covering yeah. his face, and so this scene it was kind of cheesy. 
Uh-huh. This whole movie is cheesy, dude. It is I cheesy. Mean, yeah. But it, it got really bad at the end because he's like, like, oh, this badass killer, I'm never going to stop. And then she just like stabs the fuck out of him with a scalpel. She stabs his fucking eye. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. But he's still trying to fight it, you know, it like almost like you can't defeat me. I'm smarter than both of y'all. But well, we're going to defeat you. We'll just keep fucking stabbing the shit out of you till you fucking die. And then he's dead. So that crew's gone. So meanwhile, you keep seeing this. Our, our oh, main yeah, chick's roommate, got his, uh, roommate shows up. Roommate showed up at the hospital. And you think, okay, we see the way the beats are going with the 80s movie that, Mm-mm. you know, she, that, you know, oh, wow, you were so brave. You, you saved my life. You know, now maybe I see the way. Nope. That's, and that's what I appreciate. This movie did not go that way. Nope. And that's, because they had a really good heartfelt scene. And then he goes and grabs main killer chick, sneaks her out, and then they venture off. Yeah. And then it's like months later. And you show up at some random like theater. Driving. Yeah. So yeah. one of the, so this this our main killer, uh, our main uh, Dexter chick had a notebook and it had Utah that wasn't slashed out and it had Mr. Midnight. Among she was slashing out all the names of the serial killers as she went along. Mr. Midnight was and he asked who the the main loser dude asked who is Mr. Midnight, and I I remember asking Rachel I was like who the f- was that Mr. Midnight at the drive-in because there's nothing that says Midnight on the marquee in the drive-in. But like, why would they make this as a big deal for being the last kill of the movie? Well, that's his white. That's his, his white rabbit. That's the. That's what. That's her main one. She's going after, and until she gets to him, she's taking out every other serial killer. I got you. So yeah. it may be a sequel, Mister Midnight. Yeah, yeah. He he's what caused her to train and seek out so all of them. Maybe that leaves it open for a sequel for Mister Midnight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll probably take place in the nineties. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it took her that long. Yeah. No, so we've got him. He's he. You know, he got adopted as the apprentice. And he goes into he's the drive He's fully embraced it, by the way. He's all a Hawaiian shirt, mustache. Like, he's just like, I, I do get to play dress up, right? Like, I don't have to look like I, myself. Like, he's much, he's having fun now. Yeah. Like, he found out, like, this is his purpose. Like, all the stuff before. And what does he see on the way into the drive-in? He sees a movie poster. What was it called? Ta- Taxi Cab Driller. Yeah. And he's like, I knew it was a good idea. Motherfucker. And then I, got to, I, looked, I looked at my wife and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> don't they actually have a clip of it? And she's like... Like they they have a clip of the movie on the screen on the screen the, yeah, yeah. When they, the last scene when they drive away after killing the douche nozzle at the drive-in it's on the it's on the drive-in screen like they're doing yeah. like a pre-show play or something like that but yeah. yeah but this man this was fun I mean like it's it was enjoyable it definitely shit. leans more into the comedy part of this horror comedy and not, the, the, like the kills that you see are done well but there's not a lot and they aren't necessarily gruesome. There is blood. They're done well, but it's not like a gore horror factor. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's done really and well. Serial killers are it's original. Pretty pretty. I like how they they kind of set you up, but then they throw you for angle. Like I said, the dude that you think is going to be the you know Lecter type killer that he fucking dresses like a clown, you know. But you did have the welder Jason guy, this big motherfucker, but he just puts on a welder mask and kills people. Like, mm-hmm. and so there's times where well, the other guy who's trying to be all like deep is like, if he ever ate in a fresh kidney. Yeah. Warm from the kill. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Stop it. But, and also, I mean, dude, the way they introduce the killers, the way she introduced the killers when they're first in the kitchen. Yeah. And she and he realizes what she's actually there for. Like, that was fun. That yeah. montage where he like where the where the you know the accountant grabs his suitcase and he like rubs it and he starts dancing and like puts on oh, the yeah, clown yeah. makeup. I that like, was cool because it was like and it was like a feature each one kind of walking yeah. up and doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah, that was really rad. Like so the movie was very original, even though it played on all the tropes. They still so that there you go. This movie survives the chopping block. 
one of the main reasons for me is because it's a movie that literally utilized all these different tropes to make to, for the base of the story but they it still felt like an original film yeah it really did like it really felt like an original film and it I mean, does it, it we've didn't all try done it. the we've all done the restaurant thing we've all we've all seen the police station thing we've all seen the hospital thing yeah all those scenes and those sets have been done but the way they did it was just really well done yeah I enjoyed the shit out of it yeah and like I said it, it's not hugely original but it's just it's a fun movie it's so like, what else is, no like to me like Nothing's original anymore. Every every yeah, single true. thing has been done. Yeah. So for you to take something literally based off all these different tropes, and I still feel like I'm watching an original film. Like I feel I still felt like I was watching something I hadn't seen before. That's you did it, you did it well. You did a and, good job. And you throw in some good practical kills. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of it. You got yeah. to. <laughs> you could have all that if it was CG films. I'd, yeah, I'd destroy it, you. If everybody just got stabbed or it was just whatever, like yeah, I'd fun. be like a. But yeah. again, you get a dude choked by dead Guts. guys intestines. Got yeah. a dude who got a. Uh, he slowly got. He got paralyzed. Got a nail put on his head and slowly and whack. Which is fucking like, crazy. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was that, yeah. I forgot about that. that was yeah. one of the detectives that gets hit with the fucking injection and yeah. paralyzed. And yeah, you see that nail, and you're like. Oh, and I was like, that's that's kind of fucking badass. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so, and then, like I said, even the dumb Jason knockoff got the machete through the fucking eye hole that was like, I don't know, a 32nd the size of the mask. So you had yeah. to like aim it like, rah! It was, oh, it's so good. Now, I will say the big bads, uh, big final bad of the film, uh, his death was kind of lame. It was it more was... about his fight. But his, de- his like what happened to him to kill him was kind of lame. It was just I think stab, it was more stab, of just stab, seeing stab, him, stab. his him, because I mean at that point he already got hit by a car, he already got stabbed a couple times. So I think it was just one of those things where like when are you like almost setting us up? How audience, much you got, are, bro? Are you gonna actually fucking die this time? How it's, much you got, bro? Yeah. What you got? Yeah. So no, this movie definitely passed chopping block. Um, again, it, it's on it's on Shutter, so check it out, guys. You know, listen, give it a watch, give it give it a fair shake. And um, as always, hit us up at lowdownbrown.gmail.com. At, at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the film. Uh, please, uh, if you check it out after you've listened to this, or if you've already seen it, give us give us your thoughts. And as always, go to gipodcast.com. Click out our links tab. Go to Am- go through our Amazon link and shop on Amazon like normal. We just get a little kickback. Shits are fucking definitely appreciated. And right next to our Amazon link, we have our T Public link. And T Public is where all our designs are. For every show under the network, and then just random motherfucking ones that we, that we thought were cool and needed to go up there. And you can get all these designs on shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, fucking, fucking uh, onesies, fucking posters, all this <laughs> awesome shit. You can make you, collection of stickers, all GUI. And magnets. Yeah. There you go. And it, that's, it's that, it could literally be that simple. So definitely check out that page and buy some merch if you feel so inclined. And as always, while you're on GUIpodcast.com, check out all the other shows onto the network we've got something for everybody every podcast has got its own different flavor so check out that shit and until we talk to you again stay safe Hey guys, 
Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 